let's be real about the portal. <laughs> a lot of people in the portal. I was listening to Jason and John, I think a couple years ago. Somebody was like, I wanted to know like what the like what a portal would physically look like. All these players that come through the portal like physically, what would that look like? Is it like some little tunnel or something? Right. <laughs> I bro, I actually tweeted out. I was like back in my day. <laughs> like, I'm old. Back in my day, bro. <laughs> <bless you>. Yeah, he's <laughs> transferred to the school they wanted to go to. <laughs> now the falls into the portal. <laughs> but anyway, let's kick started college sports before we get to the Tigers. Yeah. Sorry, can you guys hear me? Okay. All right. Yeah. So um speaking about college basketball, right? Um, and I also want to make sure, you know, even though we're in the April now, um, still want to celebrate women's um history month as well. Uh, let's start off with the women. The women had uh phenomenal phenomenal game. Um and let's get started with them first. Um in regards to when our national championship is already set uh with Arizona and Stanford. Um, but those other two teams uh, played some marvelous basketball. Um, and so just going to get you guys to take about the final four first of the women's games that we saw, the two games, and then who you have as your winner. So, again, your take on the last – the two games that were played yesterday and then the winner um, that you see. And we can just start uh, with Tuke, then go Trevor, uh, Skyler, and then Shark, and I'll close out from there. So honestly, um, I'm happy you actually started on me. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the games, but I did uh, wake up uh, really to a bunch of tweets uh, praising how good of a basketball game it was, right? And when you talk about a underdog like Arizona was going against a, a upper, like UConn women losing, like especially in a Final Four, it, it, it's kind of like the Patriots losing, you know, in 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 the uh, ALC championship. So it's like it doesn't happen, but for Arizona to do that thing, uh, salute to them. Uh, they're in a championship team, and, you know, with complete biasness, I'm going to go for Arizona uh, to go ahead and pull off the win. So, yeah, salute to Arizona. Who is next? My fault. Well, yeah, it shows you haven't really been watching much, too, and we're going we gonna to get you back up to speed. I've been busy, man. Eh? <laughs> has lost in the final four like, for the past four years. So... <laughs> but I, I get your point what you're saying as far as um UConn losing in that fashion is just not it's just it's just weird because like you say it's kind of like the Patriots losing in the AFC championship or the year they lost to the Titans early but um kudos to all four teams that were in the final four um phenomenal games that's been played much better than the guys like that whole tournament has been much better than the guys I'm just gonna go out on the limb and say that um but for my national champion, I'm actually I'm gonna go with Arizona as well. I, I think that they are extremely motivated at this point. They were motivated going into the UConn game because of how they were not advertised. Um, as far as the uh packages, the video packages for the final four. And they really took that personally in the UConn game. And not only did they knock off UConn, they actually beat them pretty handily because they of course won by 10. So at this point, I'm I'm gonna roll with Arizona. They're like a little extra motivated right now. What I've liked about the women's final four, because first I know we've kind of said this over the past couple of years, but the women's final four, as far as a competitive standpoint, has been much more 
pleasing to watch than the men's final for the past couple of years. And I think that's one just due to the amazing amount of like really good coaches that they have. Imagine like Coach K, Roy Williams, um, you know, Bill Self and uh, give me another really good coach. Um, Jay Wright, I guess. Wow. Imagine those four like being in your final four every single year. And I think that's what I think for the women, that's what it is. It's always your, your, your Gino, um, Dawn Stevens from South Carolina. She's she's up there. Um, uh, I forgot the lady's name from Stanford. Um, and then I know. And then Miss Barnes, who's the coach for the University of Arizona. Like these coaches are realistically in the final four. So you get really good coaching. Um, and then you get a good game flow. Like if, if you notice the, the men's, the women's game versus the men's, the women's are broken down in quarters and the men's game are broken down into, into halves. And so the quarters, it flows that much easy. It's not, it's not as if you're sitting there and watching like a drag of a game. It's, it's, it's multiple segments and, and timeouts and stuff like that. You kind of catch your breath and, and not watch kind of like the same, like missed shots. So that you see colors basketball all the time. So, uh, the women's game has been really, really good. Um, the officiating has been bad, though. The officiating has been absolutely terrible um, in, the women, in the women's final four. So. Where's the officiating not bad in basketball? Now? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a fact. But it's these are like something. Just officiating sucks and everything. How about everything? Yeah. Blatant calls, like they were like literally open floor, like <laughs> I'm not sure how you missed it type call. So I don't know. It's crazy. I hope it doesn't affect the championship game because I think you have really two, you have two really good games. Um, so well, yeah, one you have two really good teams, so I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I'm gonna ask you to take a step back to the oh, yeah, Scotland, you're your next champion. Yeah, oh, I want um Arizona to win because they have a black head. So I'm going to take a step back to the Elite Eight. Baylor should not have been number two seed. Let me start right there for sure. Before that South Carolina um, Stanford game, the best game was the Baylor UConn game. Uh, and go back to Scott's bad officiating. Baylor's player, she did get fouled on that jumper, although it was a bad play, in my opinion. Yeah, that was a terrible shot. So I didn't blame them. <laughs> Which is probably why they let it slide. Right. <laughs> that was a terrible yeah. play. <laughs> uh, but, I was, yeah, yeah. I, I was going back and forth on that. Yeah, I was going back and forth with somebody on that uh, as soon as that happened. They was like, why did the refs didn't call the foul? I was like, I agree it's a foul, but don't leave it to the refs. Like, Baylor could have gotten a better shot than what they actually got. If they was just ran the offense like they were supposed to, then they wouldn't have been in that situation. So, like, really, it is what it is. I really feel like she sought out to get a foul instead of actually getting a good shot. That's how I really felt that whole position on that last position. So, hey, unfortunately, Kim Mulkey, another great coach. Uh, she, I mean, she blatantly blamed the officials after the game. But go from there, final four last night, uh, South Carolina, Stanford. Uh, man, that was a crazy game. Um, the girl, Deanna uh, Henderson, I hope I didn't get her first name wrong, but she, uh, like, I mean, flashed a three and one, another three. In my opinion, she should have got the ball. She should have got the, the play that – the play called for her on the last shot. I understand Boston's their best player, but I mean the girl had it rolling, so they got the steal at the end. Missed two layups. Can't ask when you can't ask for better shots than that. So heart heartbreaking defeat for South Carolina. So you get to uh, shout out to Arizona. I can't stand UConn as Tennessee women's fan. Get them up out of there. Which Baylor Baylor should got them up out of there. So Arizona got them up out of there. So 
my opinion, I want South Carolina to get there for Don Staley. So give me Arizona for the title over Stanford. Yeah, um, and I'm glad you touched on this point, Sharky. Like somebody has to win and somebody has to lose, right? Um, and to lose in that fashion, two, two layups, really close buckets um, to go out. Um, really hurt for South Carolina, but um, kudos to the teams that won because um, you put yourself in a position to be in part of the national championship. Um, I think Arizona was kind of put on more or less a clinic um, as well uh, with basic, basic um, fundamental uh, offense and defense. Yeah, clamps, uh, but also just the pick and roll back screens were really going for them um, and just really led them to win. Um, so actually, I, I'm going to continue with the Arizona train. Um, I think Arizona does pull it out and win the national championship for the girls. But for those that are listening, please make sure you go see these games. These games are crucial, critical. Um, again, going down to the wire for a lot of these games, um, which is more than what we can say for the gentlemen um, at this <laughs> point right now. Uh, speaking of the gentlemen, segueing into that, um, we have, we're recording right now. Um, the, the gentlemen are about to hit the floor with Houston and Baylor. Um, and also right after that is UCLA versus Gonzaga. Um, so give me your winners and then give me who you got winning at all. So, again, you're going to pick who you got winning between Houston and Baylor and UCLA versus Gonzaga. And then who wins the national championship game? Keeping the same order to Trevor Shark, um, uh, to Trevor Skyler Sharky than me. I'm sorry. Um, so over to you, too. All right. I'm going to go um, as far as the game going on right now. I'm going to go Houston um, when you talk discipline. Uh, they're definitely one of the most disciplined teams out here, especially, you know, seeing that as a Memphis Tigers fan. Um, and, you know, if it's a team that I would want to say, hey, we couldn't beat, uh, why not a national champion? So I think I'm willing to go that far. Um, well, I, let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, against Gonzaga, who's like undefeated. Uh, I, I got Gonzaga being UCLA, of course. Um if you ask me, now, I'm gonna go Houston. I, I go ahead and go Houston. Um, they they have pretty much the, the the total package. They're being coached well, and like I said, they're very disciplined. And I think at this point, that's what it's all about. Uh, so give me Houston to win it. I kind of don't want to do this, but I'm actually gonna do it anyway. I'm just gonna jump straight to it until somebody beats them. Then Zagas winning it all. They look like the most complete team the entire season. It's shown in their record they're undefeated. Of course, anything can happen on any given night, but until somebody beats them, Gonzaga's winning it all. I don't care who they're facing, whether it's Houston or Baylor. Skyler, you're on mute, my guy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think it's Gonzaga. Like Gerald just said, Gonzaga has looked like the most complete team. They look like the most dominant team since – pretty much the season that started. Um, so I'm going to ride with them the entire the rest of the way. But if there's a team that could potentially give them a run for the money, I think it's Baylor. Baylor looks really good on defense, and Baylor has three really good guards. And I think if, if nothing we've seen in college basketball um, in the March Madness tournament, if you got really good guards, you have a really good chance of winning. So um, the only reason I wouldn't pick Baylor is because of Gonzaga. <laughs> so it's Gonzaga um, pretty much winning the rest of the thing uh, for me. Yep, yep. Uh, before we move on, shout out to Uh, no, you quit on Texas, but y'all got Chris Beard as coach now, man. Texas Tech. We have to talk offline. I have no idea who he is, so we have to talk <laughs> off. <laughs> he, was, he was two just in the championship the last tournament. That shows you how irrelevant Texas basketball is. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, y'all got a coach now. <laughs> y'all got a real coach now. 
I guess. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, here's my thing with Texas. I'm sorry to cut y'all. Here's my thing. Until I see it, it's not happening. I feel it. I feel it. That's how I feel. I feel it. And also, uh, Roy, Roy Williams retired, so we didn't, mm. we didn't add these to the topics, but salute to uh, Coach Roy Williams on a great career in North Carolina. Yes. And Kansas. Man. And Kansas. Incredible career. But my picks, uh, I said before last week when I picked Baylor out those eight teams, Savage had this pick, and so I see somebody beat them. So out of that, out of those eight teams. So to me, Gonzaga and Baylor have been the two best teams since college basketball started. They were supposed to play in December, and the game got canceled due to COVID. So that's who I got in the championship. The game we missed out on in December, we are going to get it in the national championship. And like Trevor and Scott said, tell I see somebody beat Gonzaga. They're undefeated. Tell since somebody beat them. If it's one team that can do it, it's Baylor. But if it's <laughs> not happen, I'm not gonna pick against it. Because Zach could do remind me a lot, except they can make free throws. They remind me a lot of that Memphis team that went to the next championship with Derrick Rose. Baylor mm-hmm. Suggs, Derrick Rose. Suggs, yep. The veteran team. Same thing with Memphis with CDR and them. You got uh Timmy and uh Cody uh Kispert with Gonzaga. So it kind of is they they make up on the are the exact same. Undefeated Memphis was undefeated until they lost Tennessee. Same man, of course, they blew the national championship. So that's what it reminded me of, except they won't blow it. So give me good Zach. Um, yeah, and, and one more thing I want to add about college basketball, uh, men's basketball before we continue is shout out to Bill Self as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you just mentioned Kansas, um, Williams, but he's got a lifetime contract. Yeah. Bill Self don't miss, um, in the words <laughs> of Scott, he don't miss. Um, and so um, well-deserved. I'm um, not talking about someone that's always in controversy year after year or anything that's going on. So anyways, leave that alone. Um, so going back to the games, um, last week, um, Savage asked us to pick a winner that we can think can go all the way. I said, uh, Houston, I'm going to stick with it. Um, Houston needs something to go well for him. Um, it ain't been the Texans. It ain't been the Rockets. Um, and so let's hope that Houston <laughs> can keep pulling this out, right? But in order for Houston to win, <laughs> let's be honest. In order for Houston to win, they're going to need two like big slingshots from David versus Goliath, so to speak, right? They're going to need those type of runs that Kimball Walker did, um, that we saw in Syracuse, to really put it together just for two games now um, to win. I also don't believe UCLA has enough to beat Gonzaga. Um, they did have enough to beat Michigan, though. I mean, they beat Michigan. Um, but I don't think they have enough to beat Gonzaga. So give me Zags versus Houston. And again, give me Houston to win it all. I called it last week, and I'm going to stick to my guns for now. Again, Houston needs something to go well for them um, this year, um, besides everyone coming on there for COVID reasons. Uh, I'm not going to kick it over to Skylar because he got some more to talk about. Uh, before we uh, go to college, can I ask y'all something? No. Uh, I did do a little scout. I'm happy you actually brought up UCLA because none of us actually did. Um, Johnny, what's that, Juzang? Um, before I do my deep analysis um, until I do, like, y'all know, I like to do my player comparisons for the draft. Um, but I'm not I'm not too sure of him. He did put up 28 points in the closest game of the tournament so far. Um, and they say that he can be the first lottery pick Asian-American. Um, do y'all think he's a lottery pick so far? I haven't seen much take on him. I haven't seen him enough to really make that decision. Based on how he's played in the tournament, I would say so, but I didn't see him in the regular season. But the tournament is what gets you into the I mean, gets you right. a play. Right. Yeah, I, I have to see. I have to see tonight, and then I'll see how he looks at the combine if he so happens to end the draft. So, 
Yeah, and he's got a he's got a tough test against uh, a well coached Gonzaga and, and the deep Gonzaga team. So if he pulls up another performance of twenty plus, I think you can kind of move him in there, especially what Trevor just said in regards to how he does with the combine. Um, but right now, I don't see him lottery, straight lottery, um, but maybe a first rounder for sure. Yeah, I mean, he definitely first round. Yeah, definitely first round easily. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, speaking of college and basketball, getting over to Skyler for our next yeah. subject in the portal. Right in the portal. <laughs> so to what? So to what? Our uh, the the title of the podcast today, uh, today is so Memphis um, has completed their season after winning the the NIT. Um, so Penny and his coaching staff have met with players um, to potentially talk about their what's what's their status, how they're feeling about becoming on the team. Um, so three big names um, from this past year's team um, have entered the. Transfer portal. <laughs> so um, those names: uh, Boogie Ellis, uh, DJ Jeffries, and Damian Ball. So, like I said, three pretty, three uh, pretty big names and guys that had rotation minutes um, are transferring and no longer with the uh, with the program. So, just kind of wanted to see what you guys' reaction are. Um, are you surprised? Are you hopeful? Are you panicking? Like, how are you? How are you feeling? And then I'll come. And make sure that everyone is relaxed, because that's the name of my that's my name today. So I'm, I'm Mr. Relax. I have y'all relaxed today. So what questions you got for me? So we ask you questions. Yes, go ahead. Ask me questions. What are what are you concerned? Are you? Do you worried? know there's more than just those three, right? He said. Oh, well, Jordan Nesbitt too. Jordan Nesbitt. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. No, he was saying the main rotation pieces. I think that's why he yeah. <laughs> Is more than just those three. No, um, isn't Lester in there too? No, it's just those three. It's breaking news right here. What I just said. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Boom, boom, boom. I missed that. Oh, guard. His guard from Hampton. Oh, okay. Haven't seen much of him. What's his name? What's his name? I'll look him up. Average twenty-one points on forty-five percent shooting. A bucket, yeah, that's, that's nice. Up. I need a name. Yeah, like, look. Him up. What's his name? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Mad Gangman for checking us out. Yeah, shout out. Hey, shout out to you, bro. So I think what what mm-hmm. since we're asking you questions, what would be the number mm-hmm. one priority as far as like the portal? Like, what would be your number one priority player to get as far as where we are and what we can be Assuming uh, Landers Nolly comes back, you know, and every, it's, assuming everybody stays, assuming everybody stays. So if everybody stays and it's just those three, because I think another name potentially, Trevor, but it's not confirmed yet, is Busa Cisse. It, it's rumor, but I haven't seen him legit be in there just yet. Um, but if I know, if you tell me in the back of my mind that Landers is coming back, that DeAndre Williams is coming back, and Lester's coming back, my biggest thing that I need to go get in the transfer portal um, or out there in recruiting is a point guard. That's the one thing we've yet to see Penny Hardaway with. We've, we've yet to see him with a point guard that can literally say he can break down the defense, he can set other players up, he can also score as well too. Um, and so that's I think that's what you need. I, I couldn't honestly agree with you more. Um, and I put I actually put that in a message like go let's let's get a, a point guard that can get his own shot like that's where the everything is as far as the NBA ends it up like like we got to get that um I think it's like we 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 kind of wanted or me specifically kind of wanted that in Alo because he is somebody that's known Penny's system 
uh, for the longest. And we, we, we've seen him kind of max out. We know who he is, which is not a, a shot at Alo by far because he does great things for the Tigers, but we know what he can do. And I think you got to kind of have that, you know, it's kind of like a Derrick Rose, Andre Allen type feel, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. both are balling, but we need Derrick Rose when it's time to roll and say, oh, go give me a basket. And I think that with a lot of players, you had a lot of players with that kind of mentality, especially the three players that I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna put Damian Ball on that level, but I don't think he could have reached his potential here. But as far as DJ Jeffries and Boogie go, I think you had those guys who, hey, I want the ball, give me, you know, let, let's get let's get it. And like those are great players, by the way. Um Boogie Lou, I can't wait to see where he goes. DJ Jeffries, I think as far as like the, the crew and, and talent goes, I don't think he could have reached his potential here. So I'm looking forward to seeing where he goes. But we need that point guard that can go get a bucket. So I'm happy you said that. And this guy, Davion, Davion Warren, he is coming to Memphis, and he is a six-foot-six six point guard. Okay, so my question is, Mm-hmm. I'm putting you, Scholar, in Penny Hardaway's shoes now. Mm-hmm. So, given everything that's transpired with those that are entering the portal and those that may enter the portal, mm-hmm. what is your recruiting strategy going forward? My recruiting strategy is is no different from what it was um, from when I first got here. My, 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 my recruiting strategy is I want to be able to run an NBA-style offense. I want to be able to play positionless basketball. And I think what you've been able to see, and I think what allowed Memphis to be able to go on their run, is he had several different people that could break down the defense and get shots for either themselves or kick it out and make shots. I think that was one thing that Memphis started. They were missing last season going into this season. They were missing people that could make shots, right? So you can see positions, you can see positions list basketball. You can see a lot of that's what Arkansas is doing. Arkansas made a pretty decent run. Um, Alabama was doing the same thing as well, too. So it's being able to put balls in, in, in several people's different hand, uh, but also play really good defense. Which And you saw, I think the biggest thing at the end of the season is you start to see everybody else make shots. When shots are falling, everybody else's job is easy. All right. Like he broke his own news. No, okay. Cool. Look at right. it. And see, and then part of my part of my relax is I think what I've what I've already seen from Penny Hardaway is, is if he wants a player, for the most part, he's going to get him, right? So if these players like Boogie, if Boogie, DJ, um, and Damian want to leave, let's see what how Penny Hardaway replaces them. Before we say, oh, man, Penny isn't doing a good job or like Penny needs to sit down and talk with X, Y and Z. The only thing I need Penny to sit down with somebody else to talk with him or get counseling on is his coaching staff. His coaching staff, he needs to work on. But if it's going to go get a player that he wants on his team, he's going to go get that. So before we panic and say, well, we're losing these three, let's see who we replace them with before we before we panic. And you see already not even four or five days after he loses three people. Apparently, I mean, I'm assuming this is a really good part. I'm not sure how he's connected to Benny or um, or his recruiting, but I mean, got to be worth something. So I got one. I was never worried about players transferring. I mean, more down to it. I mean, yeah, Boogie started playing well late in the year, but throughout the first year and a half, well, that was not where to be found until the last month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. DJ was too inconsistent. So they, uh, whatever reasons we don't know what happened. Uh, Damian Bob the same way. So they really didn't live up to what we thought they would be. 
Maybe they thought they could have had more opportunity. That to me, they got ample opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. But due to the slow start we had, and yeah, we got better as season went along. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about the player turnover? Yeah, we're gonna get talent. Are you as concerned about the turnover of players and starting seasons off slow? And the reason I'm asking this is because our conference is not that good, so we mm-hmm. can't keep affording to start season slow, then have to turn it up in conference time just to make the tournament. We gotta actually start the season off doing something, beat somebody. I think for me, yes, turnovers are a little bit of a concern, but what I've had to, if I'm paying hard away, I'm asking the question like, I'm asking the question like this. I think to start the past two years, I've been without a a very important piece to my roster. I mean, James Wiseman was out majority of his season. He played, what, two games? DeAndre Mm -hmm. Williams, as you saw, granted, he can be a little, he can be a little wild, but I think there are times he settles the team. And so I was without that big piece for most of well to start the season and those were games that if DeAndre Williams is there I think Frank I think quite honestly they win and they're in the tournament okay. um, so I think if I can go if I can go out and recruit the players that I want and I'm really not I'm going to try to politically answer or say this but if I'm not messed over by the NCAA going into the season then I think I'll be good for the most part and then therefore my turnovers aren't down and I'm not trying to adjust with who's in and who's out type thing. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: um, uh, How important do you think this next assistant coach hire is, and how soon do you think it should happen? So I guess um, how soon I think it should happen. I would definitely like to have that person have started, or at least be with the team before the summer. Um, but I think it's very important, as I think there are times where I could use an extra ear to draw players here and there to get a player open. Um, maybe to help me see the floor a little bit differently from what the players are saying and then what I see. I think it's going to be huge. I definitely want to get somebody in here that's that's a veteran that's been through um, conference tournaments, that have been through the March Madnesses before um, to give us what we think we need to make a, a potential big run in the NCAA tournament. All right. Um, if I could, mine's is not really a question, but I'm going to make it into a question here in a moment. Um, I first first want to talk about a transfer portal. Um, And I think a lot of people are not liking the transfer portal for athletes. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a multitude of different reasons, right? But let's be honest, kids are kids, um, you know, from 18 to 21. And we don't penalize. So, for instance, I think some of us even here, we went from one school to another school, right? We didn't get penalized to go to another school. Right. We just we got the credits that we got and we transferred them over. But you didn't have to sit out a year. Right. And you couldn't go to like what MTSU or University of Memphis, whatever it may be. Um, so first of all, I do want to talk to those people like, please let these kids be kids still. Um, if they want to transfer somewhere, now, I hope that this transfer portal is like a thing that is continuous because I think it's going to bring more back to the NCAA men's basketball. Um, these guys are not ready to play NBA basketball. I think Tom Izzo, someone said that. And that's why they're transferring. And it just makes it more competitive as NCAA. Um, so I will say that point. And again, it's not a question, just a statement for me uh, in regards to the transfer portal. But when you're talking about Penny Hardaway, his problem is not uh, recruiting to me. I think his name speaks for itself. Um, now, his resume, so to speak, um, of putting us into uh, the NCAA is not there yet. Um, but his recruiting pedigree is great. Um, now, the thing that bothered us in the beginning of the season that you guys already hit on was like, we had a slow start, COVID and other restrictions. And who knows, if we win one or two of those games, we probably are actually in the tournament. 
uh, the round of 68 um, and put us in a better light. And so like with this and with coaching, Francis, and I'll come with you with the question, like what, what do you take from the NIT that you're going to use immediately for these new players that you will get transferred in? So again, what like wins from the NIT can you use to build upon for next season? Um, to make sure that it's not an NIT championship, that it's an NCAA championship? Um, I would like, for players that are currently on the roster, so let's say that Landers comes back, let's say DeAndre Williams comes back, let's say Lester comes back. For those three, I'm grabbing those three more so than the player that I just recently recruited and, and show them tape of the Houston game both times. And I'm also showing them game, the, 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 the championship game of the NIT. And I want to show them what we potentially could have had when we won, if we won at least one of those season games. But then I also want to show them, like, we can do much more than the NIT. So for those, that's that's what I want to do. As, as, as those players come back, that's what I want to show them, those two tapes in particular. And if I can get those three to come back and, and, and improve even better, um, Lester um, continue to get rebounds like he usually does, but then I want to get him some open shots. Um, Landers continue his potential um, NBA career. Uh, um, Potential NBA career, um, and DeAndre, he's just gonna he, he's gonna give you he's gonna give you energy. He's gonna make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. So th that's what I want to do. Yeah. See the good point about your uh, portal take. Like I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I think that there is a, a, a good bigger picture going on. Um, you you can call it the LeBron effect, right? Um, the NCAA who clearly takes their time with everything. Finally said, hey, if we allow kids to maybe you know, transferred to a school, you know, maybe once, you know, in their whole collegiate career, you know, team, kids talk, you know, kids want to play with each other, um, especially not being able to go to a good experience that probably would have benefited them as, you know, the players that we have transferring now. So you may have had a text like, hey, you know, let's all link here and, you know, try to go against, you know, blah, 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 and do our thing here. And I think that's a lot that's going to happen. And like you said, the NCAA is going to benefit from it, but I don't think we're going to see that just right off the stop just yet but i think it's gonna long as long as they don't try to overdo it which they probably will not not the kids the ncaa they probably put so many rules on it that it'll suck but this can be a good thing you know especially if you less rules but of course have the rules going forward so thank you guys for your questions <laughs> so now i want to pass it to sharky for uh for his uh for what you got next sharky all right. Like you said, everyone, relax. Listen to the Aaron Rodgers um, press conference after the Packers mm -hmm. like one and two like four years ago. He said, relax. And they won like 10 in a row after that. So just listen to Aaron Rodgers. Relax. Uh, but let's move over to the Lady Tigers. Uh, we hired a new coach. We are the first time in history of the program that we have a black woman's head coach and two black head coaches, both men's and women's program. Her name is Miss Katrina Merriweather, she came from Wright State from the Horizon League. She defeated Arkansas as an up 13 seed, defeated 4 seed Arkansas in the NCAA tournament this year uh, for their first NCAA tournament win in school history at Wright State. She's been the head coach there five years with a record of 113 and 47. And she was coach of the year three times, including this season, and has had back-to-back -back NCAA tournament appearances and probably would have been a third if – COVID didn't cancel last year. So, what? I know y'all, I, I don't know why. I'm about to say why y'all thoughts about the hiring. I know y'all like the hiring. 
What 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 do y'all expect from the hire? What do y'all expect to have? Look, I I actually love the hire. I'm sorry. Yes. I love the hire. Um, it's it's a black woman. Um, and it's a black woman with a really good resume. Um, so I think the only thing that I want to see now is the school put money into their basketball program. I think that's part of the. I think that's part of the issue that they. I think that the women have had um, is getting support from the school when you're not getting support from your school financially then there's not much you can do when you have facilities of, of your sec schools your alabama your tennessee georgia uh yukon i'm pretty sure is really good when you have when you have that type of equipment and it's in stadiums for kids like that then they want to go to that but nobody's that thrilled about playing in the field house Sorry to tell you. <laughs> now I am excited that they renovated, which I think now looks good. But they need to continue to put money into resources, back her up. Um, but then now, once I want to see that, and then I also want her to be able to recruit some of the talent that that I'm sure is in Memphis or I'm sure is in the Mid South. We can't continue to lose talent that's in our area to other schools. So. Hopefully we can get some of that um, going on. Maybe we can ride some of the momentum from um, from the men's team, but that's what I want to see. Yeah, I really don't have much. It's basically the same thing Skylar just mentioned. Um, I'm happy that the athletic department is buying into the city, the essence of the city, because we are a predominantly black city. Um, now we just need the school to follow suit with providing the resources for uh, the women's team to be successful. Uh, there's plenty of talent here in the city, plenty of talent. I think probably a couple of months ago, we just had a young lady that's going to Jackson State from here who was in the ESPN Top 100. So the talent is in the city. It's just now that uh, with Coach Merriweather coming in, now the school needs to provide the resources so that way she can go out and recruit and her resume, which was great at Wright State, can continue here in Memphis. So that's all I got. Yeah, um, I I was watching this game when it was happening. Um, when Wright State was playing, um, I had a flat tire. No, don't talk to me about that. But anyways, it's fixed now, of course. Um, but first of all, Wright State is in Ohio, by the way. So of course, I gotta shout them out. Um, yeah, of course, right? Um, but to me, what this higher means i back you all up in what you're saying right we have to give the women the same resources um that we're given penny in the, in the men's coaching staff uh, but to me as i look at this this is more or less i hope setting us up to have like how uconn kind of was um where uconn was dominant in the men's and women's program and it's still dominant in the women's program as we speak um and so how can we build a culture that to your guys' point, keeps talent in Memphis, but not only keeps talent in Memphis and then Mid-South, but brings talent as well. Because um, there's some great players all across the country. Hell, they might even be in, in uh, Alaska for all I'm concerned. But as long as they can hoop, they can hoop. Um, and so that's what I really, when I got this hire and saw this hire and heard of this, this is where my mind went. And to think that these will be black coaches, right? Um, to that effect, it makes it even more sweeter to me. Um, and so to me, what I saw was, Memphis is going to become the new UConn very soon um, and just be all over men's and women's basketball. Bro, that would be so dope. That would literally, Memphis would back in That would be so dope. I mean, we're going to be real about it. Let's speak that through existence, right? 
Yeah, I'm like, just, the only thing that, that concerns me about it, let's just say Memphis starts to go to the Final Four, and for, for the most part, the women's Final Four is like always in like San Antonio. Imagine like all the black people in San Antonio like turning that shit out. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about. Let's win the conference first. Let's win the conference Exactly. But as far as like, man, once I saw once I saw just a video of Coach of Coach coming in, it was like Coach Mayweather coming in. It's like I got so excited, right? And I like I'm from Memphis. Like going to like I remember going to the middle school games and the high school games and actually going to the girls' games. And like once they're competitive, they're just as passionate as the guy games. And like y'all spoke about it earlier before, like the uh, the women's games now in college basketball is just as exciting as the as the men's game. So it just isn't exciting times for women's basketball, but really going you know as a student of U of M I had a lot of respect for Coach McFerrin but in my mind I was thinking damn it'll be so dope if we had a black coach like the, to be able to recruit the the, the girls that is that are coming from the city I would love to see Memphis Memphis like not saying that she go all girls from Memphis of course but just to have that regional talent and and she you, you spot on just having bringing them in but one thing is also developing and one thing that she did clearly at Rice State was develop to be able to compete against the powerhouses and to now come to Memphis, you know, and, and come with, you know, and build that black powerhouse, you know, with Penny is something that I would love to see. I think it is dope. I think it's something that's going to last for, for, for years to come. But Skyler, you hit it right on the head. They have to be, they have to be bad. They got to be funded properly. They, they, they have to be marketed right. They have to be promoted right. And all it's just, you know, you got to create that excitement. I think they did the right thing in, in, in making that first step in, in hiring a black woman coach. Uh, so salute to, to Coach Merriweather. Welcome to Memphis, and I uh, hope you get some good food. Yep. <laughs> it's it's very exciting, man. I think I agree with y'all in the aspect that, yeah, they need to give them resources. But I do believe the hiring of her is the start of it. I do believe you don't go out and actually – look and make this higher if you're not going to actually put in resources so let's hope that they are actually going to actually put in resources for the women's program that record speaks for itself and with uconn not in aac anymore in women's i see no reason why she couldn't get the town because honestly melissa mcferrin got the talent in she so i don't know how she did mostly local talent wise but she had the talent she just didn't win because coaching so if Katrina Merriweather can get the talent. Huh? Development. She, she, she developed. did do a good job. Yeah. And wasn't a good environment, apparently, the stories they had what happened one, two years ago. So Miss Merriweather, she seemed like she's got a head on straight. She had right state, right, right state, and never won an SW tournament game before. Um they won this year. They had barely been to the tournament. Got there would have been three years in a row if COVID had happened last year. So back-to-back years in the sense of the actual tournament happening. So I'm excited. Can't wait, man. We got some bright years ahead. So salute to Memphis. Thank y'all for the resources, football, men's basketball, women's basketball. What's next? Tennis, soccer. <laughs> Let's take it over. Let's take it out. Lacrosse. I think we do the soccer. I know we do the soccer. Can we get a space too? Can we get a space team? Oh, I'm, I'm all, 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 all there. I'm all yeah, there. You got to create an RSO. Hey, I let us. We all pro over here. We all conference. I'm out all of America, first team, space, service. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs>
All right, let's go on and move right over to the professionals. All right, so I'll kick it off uh, with, with these NBA headlines. Um, so there's been a lot of, lot of, lot of drama, as you will, within the NBA, um, as it always is. Whether it's the trade deadline, free agency, the playoffs, whatever. But um, this week we had some very, very interesting um, debates, if you will, um, involving uh, my favorite duo, actually. Um, Kevin, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, which is oddly enough. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it over to uh, my alien brother, too, and he's going to talk about the 14 MVP. And once we're done, I'll talk about the 17 MVP. So, too, take it away. Oh, man, I think I was going to start with it, but it is what it is. Uh, so with the 14 MVP, right, uh, he got – into a verbal altercation, and we're gonna just leave it at that. Uh, with the host of the Big Three Tournament comedian Michael Rappaport, um, and what he did was, in my opinion, in my opinion alone, my opinion does not condone with any of you all's opinions unless we just gonna be real about the whole thing. He snitched on KD. Like they had a verbal altercation. KD said that he, you know, had business, a business prior, a prior business friendship with him, whatever, whether or not he's lying or not. He DM him some things that, of course, he shouldn't have. He apologized for it and whatnot. Um, the NBA did find him $50,000 for doing so. Um, but I feel like, in my opinion, that he he snitched on him. Like, you you didn't have to go into do that. And I think that when you're talking about somebody like KD, like, who is pretty sensitive as far as, like, media goes, I think that, you know, you, 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 you expecting us to feel sorry for you, right? And, like, you're a comedian, bro. A comedian is supposed, in my opinion, the way I grew up, a comedian is supposed to have the thickest, the thickest skin, right? But you went on social media, snitched on my guy. It is what it is. Uh, what, 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 what's y'all opinion about about the whole situation? No, I, I back you 100 percent on that one. I think that's how. Um, if I'm DMing somebody like that, if I'm saying the stuff that I'm was saying in that conversation, I'm saying it to somebody that. I have some form of confidence in that I know there's not going to be like willing to, you know, spill the beans like that. And so I'm with you. Like you can't, if you're Michael Rappaport, you can't, you can't be doing stuff like that, bro. I, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I don't roll like that. And if anything, regardless if I'm, if I'm sensitive or not, that's going to make somebody feel a certain type of way. So that, that's, that's definitely not cool. And I definitely look at Michael Rappaport totally oh. different now. I also want y'all to answer, do y'all think the league was right to find them $50,000 for a private exchange? No. No. I find it funny that he was finding the same amount of money as Myers Leonard, who did something totally worse than what Kevin Durant did. In public. Yeah, in public. So, uh, but I'm on this train as well. Um, this seemed like it was a conversation that was, of course, it was in the DMs, something that could have been kept private. Uh, for Michael Rappaport to do basically what he did was just, you already know how it is as far as the code and things of that nature. And he claims to be for the culture, but he's really not. I've had it out with Michael Rappaport for quite some time now. So, hey. Me too. It's um, my take on this is, one, actually grow for KD um, because KD – um, wouldn't be one of those people that will put in your DMs, you know, uh, so to speak. Um, he would have been all out on front street about it. Um, 
okay d but like it was in the dms that's the whole point of dms dms are private conversations that we have now i i think the fine should stand if this was more of a public thing right i actually don't agree with the, the amount but i do think the fine should stand if it was more public because of the image that you have to be as an nba player and just as a professional athlete it sucks but this was not a an exchange that happened publicly this happened privately so no i don't agree fully with the fine or the amount as well um, we'll talk about someone that should actually definitely get fined and fired uh, from the job a little bit later on about things not being private so to speak um and so to me kevin durant wasn't in the wrong i mean i i can't i know people that go to church that use just as foul language as kd is used and, and they don't have to pay more on their tithes and offerings because they use that profanity um so i'm cool on this and i'm cool on them just taking money from kd um even though he hasn't played in, like i feel like all season but this was wrong on michael's behalf and i just leave it like that like i hope i hope the culture that follows him goes down and takes a dip uh, but maybe he needed this you know not all some publicity is better than no publicity right even bad publicity so maybe he needed this um to help jumpstart him right back to wherever he was supposed to be um but for me um he's lost another customer and i never even wanted to buy anything from him anyway <laughs> Um, as for me, I really don't have a dog in the fight because I honestly don't know. You still don't even know what happened. Um, I saw all the messages and I didn't feel like reading, reading through all of it, to be honest. Uh, too long, dude. So, too long, right? So, basically, <laughs> Mike, he DM Michael Rappaport a whole bunch of stuff. Mike Rappaport basically put it out, right? Okay, yeah, it was Mike, basically KD was roasting him for the most part, and yeah, yeah, he used some Michael foul, which so what, like, what happened to spark it? Uh, pretty much it happened back when uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember back in December when he was talking about KD. Uh, let me try to find it real quick while we do that. Uh, do, 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 do. All righty then. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, it is what it is. Thank you. Look, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm happy y'all feel the same way I do because I kind of thought my mentality was like, hold on, man. He clearly snitched on KD, but I ain't want to call a spade a spade on this one, but I did because it's called Let's Be Real. Yeah, so, I mean, to that point, yeah, I don't agree with – private is private, man. Like, y'all go edit. Yeah, it's supposed to stay private. I mean, and KD getting fined for private messages. It is what it is. They have to do it for publicity, whatever. We all know the real reasons, but – yeah, uh, Michael Rapport is never that funny to me, so I don't understand comedians that are not that funny. Uh, who still, I'm still uh, not over you shooting Tyra Banks and higher learning. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, if you want to talk about calling an ace or ace or respect, like Sharky just did it, like mm -hmm. Michael Rapport was never that funny. Mm -hmm. Um, he was never that funny, so I'm not sure how in the hell he got the following that he did, but I don't know, that's me. Gary Owens, Gary Owens is much funny. Yeah. Now that's funny. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I saw like all this stuff, I thought because you know Mike Rapport was really a Knicks fan, so I thought it had something to do with the Knicks and KD with the Nets, the rap between Brooklyn and New York. So that's why I was like, it was a lot of messages too. I was like, I'm not going to look through these. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, so I, I found it, y'all. I found it to make things worse. So. Back when KD, I knew it had something to do with the interview. Back when uh, KD did that short uh, message uh, interview with uh, Charles Barkley, was like, yeah, mm -hmm. about that. So pretty much, um, uh, Rappaport tweeted, uh, seems like seems 
deeply in his feelings with the uh, with the crew after the game. Damn it, he's super sensitive about anything. Don't do the interview. Like, shut up, bro. <laughs> I mean, shut up. I mean, of course, like we know, like Katie, like Katie's sensitive. At the end of the day, like you're sensitive. He didn't. He and I'm didn't, pretty sure the red nose, like if he. If it really wasn't uh, necessary for him to do that interview, he wouldn't have done it. So I think he knows that it's his job uh, at this point in time um, with that. But uh, anything, anyone else got anything on KD? Ship it over to his former running mate. Nope. All right. So shipping things over from um, New York all the way down to D.C. Um can't remember exactly what day this was. I think it was, was Tuesday this uh, this past week. Uh, fresh off a, another 30-20-10 game for Russ in which the Wizards got a win. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, basically on first take, uh, basically just called out Russ and was like, eh, okay, that's fine, but Washington's not going anywhere. Like, you need to be figuring out how you're going to be chasing championships. Of course – Prompted uh, Russell Westbrook's wife to uh, come to Russ's defense. Uh, Russ says since then defended uh, himself as well. Stephen A. responded um, on the whole thing. And, uh, I have the order in the chat, so thoughts? Um, You know, I think Stephen A. is entitled to his opinion. I think he he's, he's okay to say what he said. Uh, I just think maybe, you know, if it doesn't bother you to the way or to the degree that I think that they wanted it to, then I don't think it was worth saying anything. I think Russell is happy with how his career is going. I don't think he's one of those people that cares about winning championships, just me personally. Um, I think he's concerned with um, being as great of a player as he can be. And then also in that same mindset, being a great teammate. So I don't know. I think it's, one, I'm kind of over Stephen A. Like, I just don't watch first take anymore. <laughs> uh, but then the other side of the thing is just like, uh, that kind of just kind of left alone, I guess. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. Um, first thing I'm talking about is, is Russell Westbrook and chasing rings. I mean, the man hasn't been to the finals already, so let's not discredit that. Um, they they ran to a buzzsaw, but he at least <laughs> in the finals. Um, and... Um, I think to your point, Kyle, I think he's not chasing. This season is definitely not about chasing championships. Last season, I think, was um, when he accepted a trade to go to Houston, right? Him and James Harden locking up and, you know, how that ended. Um, and so this is definitely into a rebuild part. And this team that he has with the Wizards, uh, Trevor, you pointed out there was a W on this night. This is a night without their all-star Bradley Beal. Um, and so this team is actually two games away uh, from actually being in the number 10th seed. So they still have some type of fight and hope. Um, and they don't have that without Russell Westbrook putting up the numbers that he's putting up. I'm not a fan of him, um, but I'm also going to stand up for what's right. Um, just because a player doesn't win championships doesn't make them a great player, um, i.e. Carl Malone, i.e. Uh, Charles Barkley, um, Allen Iverson, who is regarded as one of the better shooting guards of any era. Um, and then some other ones that I just named, you're talking about Hall of Fame caliber players. Not everyone in the Hall of Fame is going to win a ring. Um, and not everyone in the Hall of Fame has averaged a triple-double uh, for a season. Um, and so let's not just um, continue to put the, the crap shit on Russell Westbrook. Let's give him his flowers, too. Um, he might be shooting 25% from the three-point line. He might be shooting 70% from the free-throw line, for all I'm concerned. But the man is getting a triple-double. 
Um, and so I'm going to live on that. I mean, again, has this team in a position to at least contend to be in the playoffs this season, uh, whereas last season with, without Bradley Bill, when they went to that bubble, they were just atrocious, um, to say the least. So Stephen A, I'm over Stephen A. Smith, him, um, little Stephen A, big Stephen A, um, side Stephen A, side piece Stephen A. I don't even care anymore. Um, I'm over Stephen Anthony uh, Alexander Albert Smith, whatever his middle name may be. It look like it would be Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> so, my piece on it is where well, I, I mean, I don't watch first take, I really only watch the Thursday because Penny was on there. So, they'll let you know all you need to know about that. Um, like Scott said, Steve ain't tied to his opinion, that's what he do. My whole thing is like, I don't think the timing, just like he just had a 30 and 20 game, and that's something that's like never happened. Like a 30, 20, 10, like 20, I guess 35 points, 21 assists had never really happened with a player having triple double. So he created another milestone, and then Steve Bates talks about championships. Watch Chain nowhere near a championship. Why does a championship even come out your mind after seeing that performance? Is my whole thing with him. So it's like, bro, like everybody, only it's only one champion every year. Russ had his team, KD left. They traded James Harden. OKC is the reason he ain't got a championship. It's not him. Now, since then, since all this stuff happened, has he, Steve A. did mention about him not creating, not getting better at shooting and all this stuff. He hasn't. Okay. I give him all that. But, like, after that performance where you just come out and do that, that that was just, I I think he could have chilled on the level for real. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go. Oh, I was going to say another thing. Talking about fiance, her thoughts on it was, like, wives. And you understand why she's going to be there protecting her husband. But she feel like mm-hmm. wives shouldn't, get, shouldn't interfere in that instance because Russ probably didn't care. It was his wife that came out and took up for her husband. Then let him having to respond. Typically, when typically Russell would probably say, okay, whatever, and kept doing what he do. But since mm-hmm. his wife responded, he had to, which and I understand you, you, your, you hear somebody talk about your husband. Yeah, that, that's what you're here for. But mm-hmm. to my fiance's point, like what if Stevie A Came back and said something to her. You you want to avoid that type of situation where mm-hmm. you know, oh, it would have been hell. Yeah, exactly. Let's be real. So what you saying, Scott? Um, to your first point about Stephen A.'s timing, his timing has been awful, which is why I've kind of not kind of this is why I don't watch the show anymore. He's been doing that to a lot of different people. Like he wants everybody to ring chase he wants everybody to pick the brooklyn nets or pick the la lakers every time like whenever they can get and sometimes players just aren't built that way sometimes you have um players like damian lillard you have players who don't want to necessarily chase rings you have people like bradley bill who just say you know what i'm fine with where i'm at i'm fine with making as much money as i can because my biggest obligation right now or my biggest thing right now isn't to ring chase is to provide for my family and so Stephen a in my opinion doesn't get that he just wants um everybody to you know go to the lakers or go to the knicks or go play in miami which i mean i guess for him and how in his career it's better but personal it's it's it, the, the world revolves world more around just Stephen a it, <laughs> so he that's the thing he, he doesn't see that and that and that bothers me and before to go it's a great point you brought up about dame because just last month he made some comments mm-hmm. about Dame need to go to a bigger market. That's why he ain't noticed. Dame probably got the most commercials out of all NBA players right now. Dame is doing well. Nothing Dame to do with well. him. Trust Dame. me. He's doing well. 
And you also, Steve Ray's, and also, Steve Ray's a hypocrite in that fact because he called KD said that was the weakest move ever he's seen by a superstar when he went to Golden State. But now you want everybody to chase ring chase next. <laughs> man, I, I share the sentiment with y'all as far as like not watching first take. I watch a couple YouTube clips here and there, but I think that Russell's wife shared the same sentiment as me, and it's the fact of the media making this narrative that if you don't win a championship, your career was a waste of time. And I'm appreciative for this platform for us five, six black guys to be able to express, because I'm pretty sure Savage feel the same way, to express these thoughts. And it's that these most NBA players, of course, especially the black ones come from nothing. <laughs> most of them are very just happy of building a lifestyle, a family of just playing a game that they love. Why does winning a championship equate to a, a, a success or a failed career? Like we, we can bag on you for not winning a, a winning a championship, like we do Charles Barkley or whatever. But it's like my man just had a 30-20 game, man. He, he, he's the first point guard to average a triple double since Oscar Robinson. But his career's a failure if he don't win a championship. We gotta destroy this narrative, man. We got to. Like I'm like I said, I'm appreciative of this. Of this platform, my man had a 30-20 game, but it's oh he not he's he's in Washington, he's not gonna win a championship. So I don't know what we're going for find it with. Man, chill, bro. And if we're gonna be straight up about it, my last point is speaking of championships, when was the last time Stephen A actually picked the right winner? <laughs> hey, right before you go, Trevor, to your point when you mentioned Charles Barkley, it, it starts there. I'm I'm tired of seeing Shaq always throw his rings in Charles Barkley's face. Charles Parker was a great player, bro. Just because he had the same situation. In my opinion, in my opinion, because this was really before the, the the stardom of Jordan, he was the best player on the damn team. I'll debate that with anybody. Try me. He was the best player on the dream team. Dream team. You want the dream team? Ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Jordan was still ascending, and he was a winner. He was he was becoming that man. But still, Charles Barkley, like in 92, 91, he was he was that guy. He he, he was that guy. He was MVP. Like, go, go, go. And he, 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 was he was that guy. Trust me. I'll debate that with anybody. And I hate that we still say, like, and kids growing up because we we put this, like, that's what, 10 years, 20 years of, hey, Charles Barkley, your, your career was a fade because you didn't win. Yeah. Like, you got kids growing up that's thinking Charles Barkley was a bomb, though. And that, that's not cool. All right. It's it's not like Charles Barkley can get a chance to play with Kobe. Although Shaq was the best player on those three championships. He didn't get a chance to play with Kobe. Charles he eventually had to go through Mike. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. yeah, Mike, yeah. Come on, yeah. man. It's crazy. Oh, well, I'm actually kind of glad everybody took the route that I was going to take with this whole thing because I, I looked at this as a whole uh, move the goalpost type of thing. Um, to uh, Sharky's credit, like you're criticizing Russ for not ring chasing, but yet just a couple of years ago, you were criticizing KD for going to Golden State to actually ring chase. Um, so I just looked at it as it's just a clear case of moving the goalposts. Uh, Russ is giving his all and he does it every single night. He's averaged a triple double twice, he's currently averaging a triple double now. Uh, I think at this point in his career, he's understanding that his championship window is pretty much closed. So at this point, he's just trying to be the best uh, that he can be before, you know, eventually he rides out to the sunset. And I think that's going to happen once his contract is done. 
Um, so I'm with you guys. I don't watch first take that much anymore, man. And I just Russ is is all good. I'm pretty sure he he wouldn't have said anything if his wife didn't hop up for him. But uh, yeah, it is what it is, man. That's all I got to say. So. And from there, I believe we are kicking it to yeah, L of the month. Yes. And you have a story to tell. Wow, well, I, I want to get to I want to get to March's first. Okay. Because the one that I the my story is gonna be my nomination. Like for okay. Yeah. I gotcha. So let me share the screen. Here are the March nominations for L of the month. All right, Michael Brockers. Um, damn, I forgot what position he played, but he's uh, I know it's on defense. You remember what position? Uh, uh defense line, I think defense is end or tackle, one of the two, but defense line. Yep, um, he's pretty decent. Um, but he played for the Rams. Um, when the Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford trade became official, he made some comments basically stating that and, and, and he won't lie, Matthew Stafford is to level up over Jared Goff. That's what he said. Only thing about that is you still could possibly end up playing with Jared Goff, which is the case right now. He got traded probably like a week later to the Detroit Lions to play with who? Jared Goff, who you just said, Matthew Stafford is a level up over. So for that, you get uh, you get you get a nomination, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, you got to be careful of that type of stuff. Little baby, this does pertain to sports because he played in a celebrity game. We did mention on this podcast and said that he was a nomination for March about a month ago when he played in this Liberty game as two chains teammate and gave two chains absolutely nothing against Quavo and who was the other guy? Jack uh Jack Harlow. Who Jack Harlow didn't really do much, but he did he played he did enough. He played his part to help Quavo, I mean Quavo out. And yeah, little baby, that was slow after you, especially after you said that you could hoop a little bit and had job and range to do shooting stuff. Then Myers Leonard, as y'all know what happened, the comments he made during the uh while he's playing Call of Duty, it wasn't pertaining. The racist comments were what uh what ethnicity was it that disrespect? I don't think it was blacks, it was another. it was Jewish. It was Jewish, and yeah. it was anti-Semitic. Right. You you gotta know you gotta know this stuff, man. But anyway. These are the three nominations. Uh, as you know, Myers Leonard got traded from Miami Heat about a week later, and he's with OKC, and he's not actually with the team. They said as soon as they got him, he's not going to be with the team. So, what? What? Who gets the L of the month? Myers Leonard easily gets the, the L of the month <laughs> for the comments that he made. That that, that that was extremely selfish and rude that he said that. Um, but then if he if he doesn't make those comments, then he's what still sitting on the Miami Heat bench collecting money. Yeah, ten mil. Yeah, See, you were making ten mil, chilling on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Flying here and there. Now you making like, like <laughs> making racist comments. Like that's not cool, bro. And now that you make those comments, you got traded to OKC, and then you got released. <laughs> so it's it's an L for me for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's clear as Myers Leonard just for that fact alone. And for those that don't remember, he was also the only player. Uh, once the uh, bubble started last season, the stand for the national anthem and gave a not so um, not so right reason as to why he chose to stand for the anthem or whatever. So uh, the Michael Brockers thing, like that happens to players all the time. Like if you do some serious digging, you can find 
NBA players tweeting about uh, their future team at certain times. So it's like they're having trouble. Um, the little baby thing, I'm pretty sure is like, okay, yeah, you claim that you're hooping, but you didn't. But it's fine. We can let this go. Uh, Myers Leonard, easily. Oh, um, man, thank God Myers Leonard does not have a Heat jersey anymore. Woo! I could care less how that happened. Um, now, his comments were wrong. Um, but the Miami Heat won that battle. Um, I kind of agree with you, Trevor, what you're saying about the comments, but I kind of don't just because they literally traded him within a week after he made those comments. And so very rarely do you see somebody talking about a player and then getting traded to that same exact team by your uh, actual team. So I, I <laughs> the Michael Brockers thing is actually hilarious to me, but I, I'm going to be honest with you. Little baby was disgusting. Little baby. <laughs> Little baby was disgusting as my baby just went out in the background. Disgusting because you're on a platform with two on two, it ain't but four people on the court, and you did a Homer Simpson, you just kind of disappeared. You should have, um, and it should have just been two on one, like a handicap match because he played terrible. And to say that he could play basketball, I don't know what basketball he was playing. He dressed apart, you know, how those kids come to. He got the sleeve on, got the socks and everything going. Um, and then he, um, let me see. He uh he out um with that performance. So give me a little little baby, the baby, who baby, that baby. Hey, for this. hey Sheedy, Sheedy. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of them players that plays outside on one of them outside uh goals to where they somehow is making jumpers because they smacking the backboard every single time and it somehow so happens to go in. But, Jay, when you put them in a real gym, they can't hoop. Hey, I, I mean, if he was smacking the rim or backboard back then, it had to be at eight feet. You talk about moving the goal earlier, it had to be down because I don't think look, look, That's the thing. The goal is no probably eight feet. That's his goal. That's his goal. Yeah. <laughs> that's his goal. His goal should have been able – should have been – if you signed up to play basketball, why did you not play basketball before you got on the main stage? That's my problem. You signed up for this. Look, and look, then he you put Nate Robinson, man. And, like, you got the money to, like, hire a trainer. And there's plenty of trainers out here that would have got you ready to play. Like, there's no excuse there. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Y'all, y'all telling me they're playing a real game and 2K ain't the same? No. <laughs> oh, I, oh, my bad. I, I forgot. I don't know. No. Like, little you, baby, like, you, he, he got treated. Okay. <laughs> like, little baby really spoke his on his, like, spoke this whole situation on himself with his name, right? Like, he got treated like a little baby in that whole game, but that's neither here or there. Um, no. Michael, <laughs> Michael Brockers, um, the whole situation is just funny, but I think just the whole Detroit Lions team just take a L as as far as like creating animosity within a a, a locker room. Like you you got you know this is something that was clear as day, and you still bring the guys like, well, you don't care about the locker room, but I hope we win a couple of games. It is what it is. Um, but Myers Leonard, I think as far as that goes, like the guy you know got was clearly overpaid uh, to do his job, and ten know, million, ten million dollars, ten million dollars. That's a lot of money. Uh, to do nothing essentially, um, but you know, made some comments which he shouldn't have. You know, found himself traded, then waived, and now he's out of a job. So I don't think you can take a bigger L than you know being overpaid for a job and losing it in a, in a Thanos snap. So give me Myers Leonard. Yep, just stamp it from Myers Leonard for me, man. 
thing is, he's still getting paid, but he his career pretty much it's it's over. It should have been over last offseason when we gave him ten <laughs> y'all million dollars. Y'all the ones that believed in him. Should have gave him Patrick. Y'all the ones oh, that believed in him. No, uh-huh. we signed him yeah. two years. It was one year. Oh, it was t- maybe it was two year player. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. This offseason we signed him for another two years at ten million. Per well, it was team. It was a team option though. For this oh, yeah. Sharky and Sheedy. Sharky and Sheedy. Let me ask y'all this: How do y'all feel about y'all team empowering a racist? He gone. They they got rid of him as soon as he happened. Y'all gave him ten million dollars though. I mean, uh, I didn't. Well, that was before he made the comment. So uh, I didn't know. And two, you remember when they, uh, and two, you remember they signed it. You remember I came on this very podcast. Yeah. We can roll, we can ride the tape. And I, I had a Twitter every day. He did. I remember. Yeah, and change the name of group. I, 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 I didn't know he was racist. I could care less. He wasn't worth 10 million. He wasn't worth 5 million. Um, he should have never been with us after what he did in the bubble. So he, I'm cool. Because he was not existing in the bubble. He wasn't worth one K. Oh, so we kicking it over to me. All right. So quick little story time for you guys. So this was Thursday night slash early Friday morning. Uh not too long ago. Uh yours truly had a uh, tough time sleeping. So Decided to go down the rabbit hole and find some, you know, YouTube videos, some highlights or whatever uh, to watch to help me go back to sleep. So I stumbled upon uh, the 2021 College Basketball Slam Dunk Contest, which I didn't know they was having that this year, of course, given everything that was going on with COVID. So probably, because this was cut down because of, of time, probably 17 minutes I wish I could have. So I have a clip from this contest, and it's a, I'm just going to play just a minute of it, and you'll see why this will be my nominee for L of the Month for the month of April. So just give me a second here. So he already called it the Christmas thing. We're going to see all of you. I mean, all of y'all, my, that's crazy. <laughs> All right, can you guys see it? All right. Okay, have some. All right, here we go. This channel will Okay, John is not playing now, so let me. It's like in the scary mood when the lights start flickering. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Probably won't have to do it this way, so just bear with me here. Hey, we ain't perfect, so hey, it is what it is. All right. Well, so this is you pull that up um, for your April contender. I think we definitely have another strong contender. Um, as well um, for April, and he's no fool with that haircut, by the way. Um, and I'll just leave that alone while you 
continue to pull your stuff. I mean, I'm just telling the truth here, right? Just, just telling the truth. What are you talking about? Are you speaking that same truth I spoke on um, on S five? Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a, it's a, is it a box, um, Gumpy? Look, um, do I have some Asians behind me doing something crazy? Um, am I looking for um, who was it, Rachel or Nicole, whoever he was looking for? Uh, how much money you got? It was Monica. It was, it was Monica. Yeah, 1K. <laughs> we're not talking huh? Um, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got 1K with you at least. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 1K of pennies, I can tell you that. Well, thanks for liking me, folks. This guy ain't even fair. Who's winning? Baylor up by 16 with five minutes left in the first half. Oh, dang it. Yo, y'all internet said, F this. That's what it said. <laughs> Get you. You want to have me as L of the month? You going to take it now. It's, I'm gonna get you the L of the month. We see technology, technology versus man. See, that's what they were talking about. Technology winning. That's what they were talking about. This is what we period. Oh <laughs> wow. Why we waiting? Why we why are we waiting since this doesn't make the podcast? Shout out to baseball season started and salute to the Atlanta Braves for their stance on moving the all-star game due to what the voting rights. In the state of Georgia. Look at you saloon baseball. Yes, sir. It would have been tough if I got it. If we can, if I knew about it in time. Yeah. All right. I think I finally got it, man. Sorry about that, y'all. All right. We're going to do some test runs. I know. For going forward. All right. Just watch. We don't say when you missed it. No, nah, it. Well, it's like he dancing. He missed it again. Yep. Yep. He missed it again. He was Nate Robson OC, so it's not done contest one. <laughs> Baylor by 19. Yeah. Like, if you see a couple of blows. Yeah, of course, he just had to get something. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, Hong Kong. <laughs> Trying to make it better. This so would you is. Route? Would you route uh, uh, this, this, it? This is what, this right here is what made me just, just, just stop watching. Watch. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, you're tilt again after that, dog. Just go ahead and go on clock out. Like Savage said, man. Go on clock out. You need to go on clock out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, is it what? Yeah, they have power wrap in So, yeah. So, my. 
<laughs> so my Hill of the Month nominee for the month of April is the entire 2021 Slam Dark Contest. Um, it. it basically checks all the check marks for for as far as L is concerned. The NCAA, they lost money because nobody watched this. The players lost because the guy that won, he only won because he made his dunks and because his last one was trash. We actually had somebody get hurt trying to jump over somebody in this dunk contest. Why you didn't show that part? Huh? Why you didn't show that part? You got the video. <laughs> <laughs> I really have to be included. I'll send it to y'all in the group meeting. I'll send it to y'all because I have to like seriously dig through that. I wanted to catch the one with dude got hung. That was that was the one that I really wanted to catch. Yeah, so somebody got hurt trying to jump over somebody. The players barely made the dunks. NCAA lost money because nobody watched this. And there was one guy who didn't make his dunks at all who got in the contest because fans voted him in. And I'm like, why were you in this contest again? So uh, if you want to watch and have a quick laugh, I, I will put the link to the whole contest and group me because it's it's atrocious, but it's hilarious at the same time. So, yeah. I, that's never, my old, uh, I never thought I would watch a dunk contest look like a practice session. Like, it looked like an after-practice session. They have oh, no crap. Here, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, before the dunk contest even started, they were in layup lines doing dunks. That's how I knew. Thank you. Your face, exactly. That's how I knew this job was not going to be – was not going to be that great, but I continued on to watch anyway, thinking I was going to be entertained. Because yeah, I mean, they had the, what, the, the, the virtual judges, right? Yeah, they had the virtual judges, and then you just said the key thing that fans voted somebody in. NCAA, no damn show not to listen to no damn fans. And they, I mean, and then it was one guy they honestly could have had that would have brought eyes to it, uh, but. I don't know why NCAA didn't, didn't follow through with that. But that's my of course. But yeah, that's my nominee for the month. So but I like I said, I'll send the link to y'all so y'all can watch all the misses and all the hilarity of that dunk contest. So cool. We need something to laugh at because these blow these blowouts we're about to see tonight in this final four. So <laughs> it's been real, fellas. I'm about to answer the portal myself, but <laughs> Till next time. <laughs> Peace. Oh, you yeah, I guess the show comes get you. Hey. Good ending. <laughs>